You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, your Tampa Bay Rays did it. They did it. They finally beat the freaking Seattle Mariners in a nail biter, four to three, but a win is a win is a win. So the season sweep doesn't occur for the Mariners. You know, you've got uh, the, the 2008 World Series. You've got the 2020 World Series. You've got, what, six playoff appearances since uh, 2008. You've got game, 60, uh, game 162. You've got a gr- bunch of great moments with the Rays, but uh, I recency bias here. Almost nothing compares to what the Rays did yesterday. Like it's it's gotten to that point with the Mariners, and it's not just the this year, but it's been the last several years that the Mariners yeah. have just beat up on the Rays for one reason or another. In both ways, right at the Trop and then at Safeco or T-Mobile Park. Yeah. I'll call it Safeco though. Um, yeah, it hang the banner, hang the banner already for August. We didn't get swept by the Mariners. Yeah. Yes, not swept. Uh, not did not go zero and seven against them. Great, great to start a road trip like this with a mm-hmm. victory. You had to kind of put a little nice uh, end to the homestand, a, a homestand that saw them lose the series against the Yankees. Then you sweep the Red Sox, and then the kind of momentum kind of uh, stuck there uh, with um, the Mariners, kind of left them um, flat, like Wendell said in KK. But they came out with the win, and I just got to highlight one guy because okay. he has nonstop hit since the what was it the brave no the baltimore series by the way that series was played in july 19th so since july 19th this guy has been on fire of course his name is randy arosarena okay he has been on fire look um i know the last seven games he's been on fire but since the baltimore series there's only been two games where he didn't get a hit and in the last 15 games, he's sporting an average of 377, an OBP of 415 with a slugging of 787. I mean, I would be I would be pretty happy with a 787 OPS. That's a, that's a slugging right now, 787 uh, in the last 15 15 games. So I think this guy is maybe, <laughs> hopefully, kind of trying to carry the offense because it needs to. Uh, Brendan Lau. Is also there Meadows as well. But if you get a Randy Rosarena who's hot, watch out because you can really do some wonders with this offense. Yeah, the energy and spark he's provided the last couple of weeks and in the Mariners series as well. And what we're starting to see from him is he's making the adjustment. He's focusing on, okay, straight away, oppo a little bit and, and realizing like, yeah, a slider up and away. I probably won't hit that out of the ballpark, but if I just can put good wood to it, uh, I'll be in good shape. And he's pretty much, if you looked at at least the Mariners series, pretty much every type of hit he was able, every type of pitch he was able to do damage 
with a cutter, a changeup, yeah. a slider, a curveball, of course, the four seam fastball, which he can send for a ride a little bit. And right now it's, it might be 2020 watch for Randy. He's at 16 home runs and 11 stolen bases. I'm a little nervous about the stolen bases because he also has seven cut steals so far yeah. this year, but I think he's starting to live up Ulysses to what we expected. And what I say is, as we, you and I expected from him. I don't know about other, I think after what happened with 2020, the world series and his debut that people thought he was going to be like a member of the 4040 club in I think 2021. There was some of that, I think, but I think this is more realistic, like 800 OPS. If you can give us an 800 OPS, that's what we're looking for. And I think a lot of race nation fans want saw October and they said, oh, my gosh, we have a Mike Trout. This is this, yes. we have the guy. And it's like, no, anybody can get hot for 20 games. Yeah, he did it in the brightest lights. But again, like you said, give me a 280 average, an 800 plus OPS. And, and, and we're great. At the start of the season, I said, if he hits 25 bombs, that's it. I don't care about anything else. But if he hits mm-hmm. 25 bombs, then he would be winning the rookie of the year. Right now, he has 16, like you said. I don't think he's going to reach 25. 20 is definitely in the cards, though. But yes. 25 seems a little bit lofty now. But the 2020 watch, uh, he started pretty good with the stolen bases. But then he, I think he started to get a little bit greedy and got yeah. caught and caught and caught. And I think, you know, Kevin Cash and company have, have talked to, to him and said, you know what? Let's put a little bit of a red light on you when you're... On, on the base bats because he hasn't tried in a bit. So over under 25 home runs for Randy, you're taking oh, the under. under. Yeah. Actually, no, certainly. let me rephrase that. 24 and a half over yeah. under. Yeah. yeah you're taking course, under. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, in two months, he can go eight bombs. That would be four each month. Yeah, it can happen. But I'd rather just keep the expectations low because I think that makes you a happy person. I'm going to say over. I'm going to be super uber confident. I'm going to say 25 and it's probably going to be like right at 25, but that's the number I'm going with. I just think that some of the easy opponents, like, I mean, the Baltimore Orioles coming up and some of the uh, easy opportunities. And I think some of the, yes. And I think some of the uh, pitching injuries and as pitchers get worn down, that maybe provides a little bit of a spark for Randy and him, maybe really turning the corner and figuring things out in adjusting to the adjustments from there. I mean, if he gets to 20 or 20 plus, that's a really good sign for the Rays, knowing that you've yeah. got four, basically, well, if you include Cruz, you've got five legit power guys in Lau, Zanino, Meadows, Randy, and Cruz. I mean, that's, that's pretty big stuff there for the yeah. Rays. Speaking of which, um, again, I know that Zanino has been quiet for a little bit, but there are times, there's been many times this season where he has come through. We need a solo bomb. We need an insurance run. And he provided that with two outs. You needed that run. That run was critical to uh, officially get ahead of the Mariners. Yeah. And, and uh, it, I know that it was a forcing fastball, but it was low in the zone. Yeah. Uh, like uh, he actually, he had to barrel that ball low in the strike zone. I thought it was a great piece of hitting by, by Big Mike Z. Uh, so, so again, yeah, he has been clutch. Uh, I think this is exactly what you were expecting from Zunino. Um, when they signed him in 2019, it didn't happen for two years, but 
alas, it's happening in 2021. We're happy about it. And against his former team, that's really nice. And Castillo got in the game against the Rays, stri- striking out uh, B. Lau the other day. Uh, JT Chagua uh, got into the games as well. So good to see that, you know, mm-hmm. they did that as well. And of course, Big Mike Z with the bomb against the Mariners. And speaking of pitching, Josh Fleming, that was big to what he was able to provide the five innings, two earned runs, six strikeouts. And again, he is an infielder's dream. When he's on the mound, Wendell, you're going to get your opportunities. Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, you're going to get your opportunities. Yeah. I think he really, he was very efficient and he pinpointed very well, both to lefties and righties. I really loved the sinker bottom of the zone inside to the lefties like jp crawford and you mm-hmm. can't do anything with that pitch you swing nope. and miss or it's going to get a cold strike so i i think fleming was and look we always like to see hey can fleming go one more but this was an opportunity where you can kind of mix and match with the bullpen and and the rays did what they had to do to, uh to get the victory there uh, honestly I, I i what i what i love about fleming is i i kept and i, I told you this maybe a couple months ago but I kept seeing that when he started, he always fielded like three to four balls. And I looked it up on Satcast and I told you like, no, he is the leader in this. He will field the most, you know, batted Mm -hmm. ball events, you know, per pitch uh, thrown. And it's, it's unbelievable. I love it. Every time Fleming is on the mound, he will make three to four plays. It's great. And because it's of contact and, you know, he, he induces the ground ball. It's fantastic. And he's also he's also a cold-blooded fielder, too. He doesn't get mm-hmm. stressed out because maybe it happens so often that he's used to it now. Right. And, and that's really nice to see. Uh, even in, in in tight spots, I believe he had a basis loaded situation, or if not basis loaded, a second and third uh, situation, he got out of it. And you know, he yeah. just takes six glasses, put them on the hat, like nothing happened. It, I, I really do like how Fleming handles the, the, the tempo uh, of the game. And I do think that his fielders do too, because sometimes when you got a guy out there, that's just, you know, thinking and thinking and, you know, holding the ball and stepping off yeah. and holding the ball, you know, the fielders are going to be a little bit flat footed. And I don't think he does that to, to his team. Is that a shot at Yarbrough for taking, you know, 45 no. seconds between pitches? Look, and no. the thing about Fleming too, is not only being able to field his position, but not get hurt fielding his position and being able to make a throw, to first as a pitcher like you don't see that very often like there's many other pitchers out there that would sprain an ankle or uh, get tied up on those plays but again like you said the the fact that he I mean he realizes that's going to be part of his mo his job he's going to have to be able to do that I wonder if there's going to be a point where maybe he collects a gold glove or two if he keeps this up that'd be nice yeah uh, freshly offers chef made nutrient packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with freshly, you don't have to, your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. So you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is very easy. All you have to do is visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you uh, better meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penny, or their chicken pesto bowl. So right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Stop stressing about dinner Go to freshly.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. 
for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. Saving time and money is possible when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, Ulysses, we have another great question from a listener. We've had some great comments of late and some great interaction. In this one, uh, we know there's been a lot of uh, pitching injuries to starters, relievers, and so forth. And uh, Kentucky Oil Guy on Twitter wants to get our viewpoint and thoughts on this. He says, does it seem like the Rays have more pitching injuries than other teams out there? I don't see how we will continue to contend with the pitchers we have out and lack of moves before the deadline. He also adds, by the way, you guys do a great job and you call out players, coaches, front office, et cetera, when needed, but in a classy way, unlike other raised journalists. Uh, to that second part of the question, I'd like to know who he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. I, I, I don't know if it's a guy who uses his fingers for his job or uses his mouth for his job, but I would like to uh, Kentucky oil guy. If you want to DM us and yeah. uh, tell us who that other raised journalist or multiple journalists are, I am uh, very interested to know. I have an idea, but I would like to uh, confirm that uh, with yeah. you. Uh, so Ulysses, uh, any take on this matter from uh, Kentucky oil guy? Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Kentucky Oil Guy. I think that's a, a funny name. That's great. Yeah. Um, I thought it was something else uh, using the, the letters KY, but I did look up Kentucky Oil Guy <laughs> is from Glasgow, Kentucky, which as long as I've hey. lived in the southern Indiana, Kentucky in an area, I had never heard of Glasgow, Kentucky. I know, you know, I know what? Louisville, I know Lexington, I know Frankfurt, I know Paducah, and that's about it, quite frankly. When I went through Indiana uh, a couple of times, I did notice that there's a lot of country names within Indiana, like Lebanon, and and uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple other. So maybe yeah, yeah, it's good. Okay. Anyway, going back to your question, Kentucky oil guy. No, it, I don't. I don't believe that it's only the Rays right. that are having this problem. It's just that because we focus on the Rays, then obviously we know a little bit more about them. Um, however, the injuries are absurd. Yes, they're absurd. Yes. And you could you make another pitching starting rotation with the guys in the IL? Almost, essentially. And can you make another bullpen? Certainly. Could that mm-hmm. bullpen on the IL be better than the bullpen that's in the active roster? Yeah, you could also make that argument. So the injuries, of course, are very prevalent with this team, and they're important injuries because they actually would we're, – we're missing them. We're missing those yeah. arms. But I want to talk about four arms specifically that are on the IL. When you when you talk about this, uh, Pete Fairbanks, J.P. Fire Eisen, Colin McHugh, and Ryan Thompson. Uh, 
Pete Fairbanks uh, is um, has only exceeded the amount of innings that he is on the path to do right now uh, since 2019. Okay. So, so, you know, this is going to be a, a, a big, big picture thing here is they haven't done it in a while. Okay. So that's Pete Fairbanks. He hasn't done this since 2019. Yeah. JP Fire same thing, except, you know, since 2018, he didn't, uh, 2019, 60 innings pitch. He he's hit 40 already, 40 already yeah. and before August. So again, the, the length of time where they're pitching this much, they never did that. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, they would, be, they would be reaching 60. Before August, they already had 40. So if you look at Colin McHugh, he didn't pitch at all last season. So he yeah. hasn't even done it since 2019. And the big case is Ryan Thompson. When you look at Ryan Thompson, he had 34 innings pitched this season. Last year, he had 26 and a third. But in his minor league career, he hasn't hit this much innings, or this many innings, rather, since 2017. So mm-hmm. for for Thompson specifically, it's been almost you know four years essentially. So when you look at those four guys, I think it's the time. It's it's the time in their arm that they haven't been used to do this much pitching. Yeah, and of course injuries are going to happen. So uh, part of it, in your estimation, is the overuse of these bullpen arms, especially coming off the pandemic shortened. 60 game season and ramping up to 162. Yeah. You can't ask your, your arm uh, to, to, to do things that they it used to do two years ago and expect yeah. the same results and not get hurt. Like that's number one. Of course there are other factors, Kevin. Uh, of course there's the factor of, Hey, freak injury, like Jeffrey Springs, right? Like yeah, that doesn't that, have throw that one out the do, window. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't have anything to do with COVID or, or the 2020 uh, season, but things like putting a lot of innings back onto your arm after not having done it for two years in this, in the case of Ryan Thompson for four years, mm-hmm. for four years. Um, of course it's a factor, but of course, you know, the sticky substance, like glass now said, gra- gripping the ball a little bit, you know, yeah. harder, and, you know, could use your muscles a little bit more in the elbows and then create an injury. Of course, that's, a, that's, that's also an, another factor, but I really think that the primary one is putting innings on a shoulder, on an arm that hasn't been used essentially yeah. like that for two years. And we, I, I think the really the main theme here is, of course, the overuse because you look at Nick Anderson. I mean, how much did the Rays go to the well with that guy when he had nothing left into the tank? And the fact that the, the Rays are almost a reverse bullpen starter team where the bullpen is throwing more in, uh, innings than the starters, and they're just not built for that. Um, so good points on your part. I've got like a list of like, and, and really my, I was thinking about this question, and uh, I, I think a lot of our things line up, just a couple of added maybe reasons why there may be so many uh, injuries with the Rays. Uh, one thing we can't do, I think is totally unfair is blame the training staff or say that they're a part of this. Like we don't even, they're probably putting in so many hours, putting in so much effort. And right. I feel like that's the easy thing to do, especially for social media is, Oh, the training staff sucks. It's, it's, it's the same thing as when the, the guys are not hitting, Oh, fire the hitting coach. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm low hanging fruit seen, folks. I've, 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 I've seen Chad Motola go up there and he hasn't gotten a hit for 50 games. Yeah. Right. Like, no, it's not his fault. No, yeah. it's not. So I'm going to go with, uh, just going to run through these quickly. 
pitching is inherently risky. I mean, it's, it's yep. not a natural movement. It's not natural to throw a weighted ball, uh, 96, 98, a hundred miles an hour. Uh, that's one thing. The ages of some of these guys that are on the injured list have to be considered and their injury histories. I mean, Chris Archer for one, Chaz Rowe, uh, Colin McHugh. Those are a couple of the guys there. Uh, freak accidents, like you mentioned. Uh, here's something that maybe why the Rays have a few more injuries than some other teams besides the overuse of the bullpen is how they love to collect and deploy guys with unique, awkward deliveries that use different angles and mechanics to throw hitters off balance. When you don't have yeah. that more natural over the top delivery, you've got that inverted W thing, which has caused some injuries. I mean, you look at a guy like Beeks, for example, a guy like Thompson. I mean, so many guys, Oliver Drake, like, have you seen that wind up from that guy? Yeah. So I think that's a part of it as well, that they are collecting these, you know, the, the remember the, the Fox sports, the, the, the clock and all the arms like yeah. you know when you have some of those deliveries and you keep throwing pitches things are going to happen with that um and you know the fact that a lot of these guys just throw really hard i mean pete fairbanks throws really hard so he might be he might get sore on occasion his shoulder might hurt on occasion and you know with the ramp up a little bit i'll say this i, I would say not just 60 to 162 i think that's a huge factor but the added factor of uh, more travel cross country travel. I think that mm -hmm. could also have an impact. Whereas with the 60 game season, it was more, I guess, local, you know, static, East maybe coast yeah. state to East coast, mm -hmm. as opposed to the West coast trips and the, I mean, coming out of the all-star break, it, it was like George Costanza was directing the, the Rays, uh, <laughs> the, the travel schedule. secretary. Like, we're, yeah, yeah. We're going to go uh, across the country, <laughs> then come back to the trap for three games and then go back out. Like it's, I think that also has a little bit of an impact as well. You talk about soreness in the shoulder uh, and, 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 you know, obviously we can't throw 98 with movement uh, only in our dreams. Speak but, for yourself. You know, <laughs> I haven't seen you throw 98 with movement ever. Um, but, you know, a guy that threw 94 in an actual MLB game, just one, just one 94 mile an hour fastball said mm -hmm. his arm was sore completely the next day. And that's Brett Phillips. Okay, he's an MLB yeah. player, and he said throwing 194 mile an hour pitch got him sore the next day. These guys throw what 20, 25? Yeah, sometimes they throw 10. Sure, okay, but that that's 10 times more than what Brett Phillips did. So yeah. it, you also have to consider that it's it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig, just like asking a catcher, "Why well, isn't he batting?" Well, because it's tough. It's tough right. having that type of uh, of role. And then coming up with the bat, it's essentially same thing. The injuries are just going to be a little bit more prevalent when you're a pitcher. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things it's like some of these injuries predated when these players got to the Rays, like Cody Reed, like he had been dealing with that thumb issue before he yeah. got to the Rays. So that and you know what? I, I would imagine that glass now probably had some issues here or there with Pittsburgh, not the, not to mention the fact that, you know, he's throwing hundred miles an hour with big breakers off of that. I'm right. sure that has a little bit of an impact as well. So great question by uh Kentucky oil guy there. And again, uh, Kentucky oil guy, please DM us about those other uh, raised journalists. I'm very, very <laughs> curious about that uh, too. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action 
Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head over to the uh, head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, yesterday we had, I think, a lengthy and unanticipated discussion on Tyler Glass now and the question on if he'll ever pitch again for the Rays. And we posed yeah. the question to, uh, to our listeners on social media on Twitter, has Tyler Glass now thrown his last pitch in a Rays uniform? And quite frankly... The results surprised me a little bit. One, I thought we'd get a ton of hate mail and instant reaction and people just losing their freaking minds, but uh, people were a little bit more settled down and the results were a little bit more balanced than uh, maybe originally expected. 45% of the base out there believes, yes, he will be uh, traded you know, sometime before he pitches again in 2023. And then uh, about 55% say, no, he will return to the team and pitch again. Well, uh, I'll tell you this much. I think that that 55% that think that he'll return in 2023 are like me and have a very tough time dealing with uh, change and, and with mm-hmm. letting go. Um, and that 45% is, a, is looking at it a little bit more logistically and, and maybe not logistically is the right word, but logically and, and cold blooded and, I think, you know, you, you kind of have swayed me in, into that. I mean, the fact that they already put it out there to the Cubs. Yeah. They when his value was that, that low, it, it's about it. It couldn't have been any lower than before and, he was having and, that surgery. Like, and, you realize no. he's going to have to have this surgery, right, in a full 12 to 14-month rehab at least. Right, and you're not the Baltimore Orioles, so you're not going to, you know, lie about the 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 physical <laughs> evaluation. what A.J. Preller does with the Padres and there you go. all their guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so no, I, I feel like this is coming. Cause I mean, look, let's, let's, let's put it out there. He should be making next year, seven mil around seven mil because yeah. of his performance, not only in, in 2020, but obviously 2021 before he got injured. Right. So he's going to get a pay raise no matter what. So that's, let's say it's seven mil just to speculate here. That would make him the second highest paid player in the race. If, if, and only if KK is still in the books which by the way, that's a whole nother can of worms, which we've all talked about and we will yes. keep talking about it, but not right now. So let's say he's the second highest paid player. Does it make sense for the race that their second highest paid player is a guy who will never produce that whole year? I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. It's the yeah. Yankees who can keep a guy like Jacoby Ellsbury in the books for $23 million without with him, you know, providing any sort of output. They can do that. They've got the wallet to do that. I don't see the Ray saying, yeah, seven mil for, for glass now. And then hopefully, you know, in 2023, he becomes the ace that he was in 2021. Yeah. But that's a, that's a big if. Like, I, I understand. Drew Smiley can come back and, and get a, a $10 million deal. 
that's that's great. So at least you know that if Glass now comes back and he's a free agent and, and is let go by the Rays, he at least will get 10 mil because Drew Smiley got 10 mil. And if I had to pick Drew Smiley after TJ or Tyler Glass now after TJ, I'd go for Glass now. So yeah. at least he's got that. But seven mil to not see any type of production, I just feel like the Rays are not that sort of club. Yeah. Not to mention another probably seven or eight mil for that next year, 2023, where innings could be very limited or at least staggered yeah. a little bit. So that's a lot of money, not to mention the roster spot where the Rays already have a huge 40-man or seemingly will have a huge 40-man roster crunch with a lot of guys becoming eligible for the Rule 5 draft. And you you not to say that uh, you know Glass now isn't deserving of a 40-man spot while he's injured, but maybe the Rays can get really creative with some sort of deal one way or the other. We already know they're, they're thinking about creative things. If they were thinking about taking on Craig Kimbrell and or uh, Chris Bryant and dealing Tyler Glass now and Kevin Kiermeyer, I'm sure the Rays have something up their sleeves in, in one form or the other. So uh, I'm just putting that out there. I'm glad you've said about the innings because in 2023, it's not like, okay, here you go, 200 innings, right? It's yeah. not only that. So it's going to be a, a smaller type of, of of production from him, not in results, but obviously in the, in the, in the ways that he is mm-hmm. used, right? So that's number one. And number two, he has never thrown more than 110 innings. And that was with Pittsburgh people, yes. 110. So then if you're thinking of the, no, 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 he, he stay, he's, he's, he, he'll stay and, and he'll pitch in 2023. That I only see if there's a long-term attached to it so that they can yeah. lower that price of, of glass now, right? And if, why, if you're the race, would you not only, you know, clog the 40 man with his spot, but now have more money on the books for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. For for a guy that you don't know if he can pitch more than 110 innings, like yeah. right, like I mean, this is I'm 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 not speaking bad about the guy. I'm just saying he has never pitched pitched more than 110 innings in a season. Yes, since Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, now he's hurt for a whole year. Mm-hmm. What are the expectations here? Are are re, are people really expecting him to just go out and 2023 and ball out and be a Cy Young candidate and throw 190 innings? Is this what's happening? Because I've be, I, you've you've kind of you know swayed me to the path of like there's no way he's going to come back. Yeah. And it's unfortunate too because you would of think if the Rays were considering like not to get into this whole trading game, but before he got injured, his value couldn't have been higher. Like you could have basically asked the world for him. And now you have this bombshell drop. And again, for a lot of other teams for, you know, 20 plus other teams, they would be more than happy to play, uh, to pay Tyler glass now to sit on the shelf for a year and a half and to have 25 teams. Yes. (laughs) Like 25 teams are willing to do that for glass. Now a glass now type, but are the Rays one of those 25? I don't think so. Yeah, they're a team that'll you know, DFA Corey Dickerson and CJ Crone because they don't want to pay a couple million dollars. They'll they'll trade Diego Castillo because they don't want to pay his year one arbitration figure. And again, like I mentioned yesterday, the fact of you've got a lot of young talent on the come up and maybe the Rays want to lock up some of those guys to long-term deals. Maybe Patino, maybe McClanahan, maybe a Rosarina, maybe Meadows, maybe Walls, 
or Bruhan. I don't think Wander Franco is signing anything. <laughs> the only thing he's Man. signing is a contract to buy a new car. That's about it. I don't think he's signing any uh, long-term contract <laughs> with the Rays unless it's like Buco Buco bucks, unless they're coming together with a uh, Fernando Tatis figure, which uh, let's be honest, that ain't going to happen. Uh, so, you know, just putting that out there now, Jake Stokes uh, listener says, I think if Glasnow was going to be traded, he would have. Now that he's having Tommy John surgery, other teams will want to see him before trading for him. He'll probably get traded at the deadline after a few, I guess, months or outings in 2023 if he's back by then. Like, again, good point by Jake, but I go back. If, if the Rays were already heavily involved in trying to trade him or ship him off, I don't right. think the, the Tommy John surgery and other teams wanting to see him, they know what he can bring to the table. And they realize, and look... Tommy John surgery, it's it's so frequent now in baseball. Like, I don't know what the percentages are of guys returning and being a shell of themselves or returning about to what they are expected to be, but it's not like this procedure that, oh man, it never been done before. You know, what's gonna it's not like the thoracic outlet that has, I uh-huh. feel like, more inherent risk. In fact, a lot of a lot of people out there encourage pitchers to get Tommy John surgery because you might come back throwing harder and nastier. So that's something to be considered as well with that. And again, we only know about this uh Ken Rosenthal piece uh with the Cubs and and, and the race trading Kimbrell and Brian and, and Glass now and and KK. But yeah. If you if you're Neander and you're offering Glass now and KK for for Brian and, and Kimbrel, you don't think you're also calling I don't know any other 28 other GMs yes. and say hey I got Glass now and I got KK like the Cubs are not the only people that hurt this offer right. I, I don't think or if if not then maybe just Glass now so I think he was on the block it didn't happen at least not for the, the for the right other teams would have been like yeah we'll take Glass now right now but you know the the return maybe wasn't what the Rays wanted, obviously. So, so then he stayed a rate. But yeah, I uh, you've swayed me. I I I think we've seen our last, uh, you know, pitch thrown by by Glass, and it's going to be against the Chicago White Sox, and and that sucks because uh, he was on the path for an All Star campaign and 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 then a top five AL Cy Young, if not top three. It was going to be a great season, and of course, injuries. Again, I said this: injuries do not discriminate. Okay, they'll. They don't care who you are, where you come from, you know, if you laugh or not, you know, it, it, they'll happen no matter what. Yeah. And uh, just uh, I'm stalling here for a second because I just want to real quickly pull up the 40 man crunch. Uh, Fangrass did an excellent breakdown on who the Rays have to consider adding, um, not to mention all the 60 day IL players that they're going to have it's to like get 10 back deep into the full. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, must add prospects for Proctor, Blake Hunt, Tanner Dodson, Shane Boz. That's just a couple of them. And then there's so many others as well. But there's guys that like even they got to consider maybe a, a Nico Holsizer, Tobias Myers. There's a lot of names out there yeah. that the Rays have to that probably we haven't watched or really heard of that much. We know about the big prospect names, but there's Drew Strotman's out there. There's Joe Ryan's out there that the Rays are going to want to add. And you got to be able to have a, a spot for them at the end of the yeah. day. So it's unfortunate. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to make this prop bet interesting in some way or the other, as if, you know, if Glass now does throw another pitch for the Rays, you know, maybe we bring on uh, a listener who 
believes that was the case. I, I don't know. We got to come up with something, something hey, to, well, you know what? to really make it a, a, to make it palatable. I'll put it out there. If you believe that, that the Tyler glass now will stay as a Ray in 2022 and 2023, send us a voice memo explaining mm. your reasoning. Just one minute under one minute. If you can do that under 60 seconds, send us a voice memo. We'll play it on the show. And if you're right, we will remember that. And in 20 yeah. and, and you'll be on the show. That's great. You know what? See, Ulysses cleaning it up. You're like Ryan Sheriff cleaning up the mess. <laughs> you're like Matt Whistler. Good job there. I love that. And Jake, Jake Stokes on Twitter. You're welcome to do that. I mean, you're kind sure. of first in line, honestly, because you commented yeah. on the poll. So uh, feel free to send us a voice memo and, and outline your reasoning and we'll, we'll hold on to that. Uh, okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the locked on race podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the locked on bets and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.